What's going on, guys? Welcome to another episode of 818s and Fast Breaks. My name is Mason Basada, and with me, as always, is Josh Borove. And um, I was like, I was so close to like, like calling it quits. I was like, all right, it's, season's finally coming down. Like, I, like I can maybe go like, like I can start watching baseball. I'm really getting like Dodgers yeah, look really baseball, good this year. Like, like, of course. And then. Uh, it's, it's end of July and Kyrie Irving and then, decides to, yeah, decides to request a trade or allegedly request a trade. Um, according to Brian Windhorst, um, he's not happy with, with being number the number two in Cleveland, uh, next to LeBron mm-hmm. James. Um, and so he's given specific destinations of where he'd like to go. Uh, like what Miami, San Antonio, Miami, San Antonio, uh, New York with the Minnesota, Knicks, um, a few yeah. other. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, what was your let's just what was your first initial reaction when you saw this? Okay, well, my my first initial reaction was a little I think outside the box if I if I had to say, um what does LeBron always have, right? He always has a plan. He knows what he's doing. He knows what he's doing at this league. We've always joked that LeBron's the GM of the Cavs. He makes all these decisions. So when this first came out, I was of the belief that maybe this is all part of LeBron's grand plan as kind of an excuse to leave Cleveland right next year and not um, like not really take blame for it because he can say, well, look, Kyrie's young. He's the future of this team. I'm going to leave so he can stay. So that's what I was kind of thinking about when this first came out. And now there's been other reports how it's more, this is really on Kyrie that he wants to leave and LeBron, you know, didn't see it coming and all that. And that still might be the case, um, probably, you know, most likely. Uh, but it's it's interesting because growing up, and as everyone knows who listens to this show, we are Laker fans, right? But we weren't old enough when Kobe and Shaq and when they split up, basically, when they were going through this. So it's really for us, too. It's kind of seeing that modern day Kobe-Shaq dynamic. And we'll see, right? In that situation, Shaq, the older player left, got traded away. We'll see what happens with this situation. Yeah, I agree. And I think, you know, there are a lot of parallels between those two situations, the Kobe-Shaq thing and now this. Um, Obviously, we didn't see as much anonymity on the court. Um, or even like in the lot, like I didn't see this coming at all. I mean, I knew that like yeah, there no, me were neither. Grumblings that like Kyrie would like to have his own team, but there's also a lot of talk between the two, between LeBron and Kyrie, um, to the media too that they that like you know LeBron's gonna get older, he's gonna have to pass mm-hmm. the torch to Kyrie, he'll become the number one option eventually. But yeah, yeah. we didn't see anything nearly to to the extent of the the Kobe Shaq thing. But um, one one thing I think is different is that. It's not like Kobe and Shaq where they were both 1A guys and could be capable of carrying a franchise and they just picked the younger one over the older one. This is clear cut. LeBron James is is much better than Kyrie Irving, even at his advanced age. And I don't think Kyrie will ever be at LeBron's level. And I don't know if Kyrie can carry a team. That's another debate, but... I Yeah, yeah. I agree. But see, this is where it, it is similar, I would say, is that... At the time, look, when Shaq left, he went to Miami and he won a title, right? He was still a better player than Kobe was at the time. He was still the more dominant player. And look, we didn't really know that Kobe could lead the team. Yeah, they won three titles and all that, and I love Kobe. But what happened when Shaq left with the Lakers? When it became Kobe's team, they struggled. They made the playoffs, lost to the Suns a few times, right? But it took a while for them to, to for Kobe to finally be 
you know, the number one option on a championship Kobe team was, and all Kobe that. Kobe was first team all NBA with Shaq. It's not like, like Kyrie, I think he made third team. I agree, but ago, I, I'm saying Kyrie can still carry a team. Kyrie is a top five point guard, um, at least in my opinion. And James is the better player. James can still win titles. James can lead a team by himself. And we don't know that with Kyrie, right? But now because of hindsight and all that, we're like, oh yeah, of course, Kobe, look, he won two more titles, but it took him some time, right? And yeah, Kobe was still first team All-NBA and he was he's still a better player than Kyrie, right? They're not at the same level, but Kyrie has shown that, yeah, he is a number one option on a team. He can be that and they won't probably they won't win a title without LeBron. Um, I'm not saying that, but it's going to take some time. But it it kind of is with Shaq still at the time at a peak, still at a championship caliber form, and LeBron, you know, the same thing. Um, See, where I disagree with you is I don't think he can be a number one option because if you look at his track record, look at um, obviously the first three years in Cleveland before LeBron came. They, oh, they no, the you can't. But even, can't, even this year. See, you can't put that on Kyrie. No, yeah, I agree. That's That's a... Terrible situation. He was t- sharing the ball with the young waiters. They were not a winning culture. But even this year, when LeBron James sat, they were 4-13 and when Kyrie played and LeBron James sat. That's with Kevin Love on the court for most of the time, with all these other pieces, Tristan Thompson. They're, I still don't think that he's... To me, he's like... Uh, he's like a, a better... Not even better, but a, a, a clutch um, playoff-performing uh, Damian Lillard. Like, he can shoot. He can create. He's... We haven't seen him, you know, since LeBron came as the primary ball handler and decision maker, and I think he can be a, like a, a true point guard. I think he has good vision, but I just I can't see him as being if unless you have you put a ton of shooting and a ton of defense around him, which you know every team would like to do that, but that's not you know that's few and far between three and D players. Um, so I think like I don't know I just I can't see him being a number one option on on a, on a very good team. I think if you if they traded him to some other team in the East, I think they could make the playoffs by default. But if you sent him to like Miami, I think they would be a very good team. Miami, yeah. Um, or Minnesota, he wouldn't be the number one option in Minnesota. It would be Towns. Um, mm-hmm. uh, San Antonio, obviously Kawhi is a better player than he is. Um, and then New York, they'd probably make the playoffs also. I think just that's just more of a testament to how bad the East is, though. Not that that yeah no you know, like if he went to denver yeah, exactly. for example denver i don't know if they make the playoffs and they would be atrocious on defense him and Jokic would would just be they'd be amazing on offense but i don't know i just i don't i'm not quite as high on Kyrie as some people are okay well okay going back to kobe shack look first year kobe without without Shaq, right mm-hmm. they finished under 500 they were 34 and 48 didn't right make, finished 12th the playoffs, in the west yeah. Yeah. didn't make the playoffs right and so yeah they went four and 13 without lebron last year but you you can't it's such a small sample size right it was never Kyrie's team it was still hey it's still LeBron's team he's just out and it wasn't like LeBron missed 17 straight games right yeah it wasn't consecutive right right so it was like a game here a game there so that's not I wouldn't put any record any weight on that record at all um I would want to see what Kyrie can do when it is his team right and so if Kyrie does get traded you know they'll to another team in the East by default, yeah, they'll make the playoffs, right? Miami would be pretty good and all that, and I get that. But if I'm Cleveland, I don't trade Kyrie. It doesn't make sense to trade Kyrie. You have him under control. He's the future of this team. LeBron isn't. So I just, it doesn't make sense why you would trade him. And Kyrie, I think, is capable of being a number one option. Yeah, you need shooters around him. 
Um, Kevin Love is not the best, I guess, number two for him um, as like a second option, but it. I want to see what it what he can do by himself because those first three years um, was was kind of was a joke basically. Cle- that whole entire organization didn't know what it was doing that, yeah. and then LeBron came in and saved them. But I think Kyrie can carry a team by himself, not win a title, but he can do some good things. So what does my question is, what does this say about LeBron's status in Cleveland? Because if Kyrie just if all he wants is his own team, now we could argue, yeah. you know, maybe once a he likes it wants a different location. But mm-hmm. if all he wants is his own is his own team, and if all the rumors about LeBron leaving in year are true, why wouldn't he just wait? You know, why request a trade now and make and Exactly. Exactly. That's see. That's my whole big plan, right? Le, it's LeBron Leak, leaking, Kyrie. leaking. This yeah, no, yeah, yeah. yeah. But to, more serious, I guess, would be Kyrie is tired of it. Like, yeah, he wants it to be his team. He wants, you know, I guess, to let everyone know. Look, I'm this. It's my time, right? LeBron's great. LeBron's every. You know, he's amazing, but Kyrie was probably tired of hearing his name in trade rumors, right? And that mm-hmm. came out after uh, he said he wanted to be traded, but he was rumored in, like, a Paul George trade, Jimmy Butler trade. He was rumored all over the place earlier, so he was probably fed up with that, right? And then he's probably mad at LeBron for being that GM, being the one kind of orchestrating everything, and he probably didn't like that either. Um, and I... And I think more than really anything else, he knows LeBron's gonna leave. I don't think Le- I there. I don't think there's any way LeBron stays necessarily next year. I think he's gone. Um, to what team? I don't know. Ho- obviously, hope the Lakers, but probably not. We'll see when it when the time comes. But this is Kyrie letting everyone know it's me or him, right? And with everyone seeing that, okay, LeBron might leave it might be the final thing that pushes LeBron over. And also LeBron has never trade clause, so really he can't even say exactly. that to the Cavs' management. He can't say it's me or him because they're, they're yeah. not, LeBron is not going to get traded, so it's going to be him. Yeah, um, yeah, I agree I agree with you that I think the writing is now on the wall. And honestly, if this is all part of LeBron's master plan to <laughs> you know, sway blame away from him just abandoning mm-hmm. his home city and more this organization is dysfunctional, I, I, I yeah. don't like the culture here, Honestly, it's worked. Like, I wouldn't want to be in this situation exactly. where my starting point guard wants to leave, and and you know we're not we're not um, taking advantage of our of our assets, and and you know obviously the cap they're they're very far in the luxury tax, so you can't blame them in that sense. Like he's the the Cavs have done what LeBron has asked of him, of them of them in terms of um you know just just paying everyone, bring everyone back. Tristan Thompson, you could argue, is overpaid. Jared Smith, Iman Shumpert, yeah. Kyle Korver, even now. Um, but yeah, I mean, honestly, like if LeBron left, I think now no one's gonna say, oh, it's because he's selfish and he just wants to go to L.A. and 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 you know make money. It's mm-hmm. this 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 is the second time now where the organization has driven a star potentially out of Cleveland, um, and you can argue why, but you know you don't see this with the Spurs. You don't see anyone demanding a trade in, for the Spurs or Miami, or they keep yeah. their guys happy. And they they managed to stay consistently good, and in, you know the, mm-hmm. the last three years the the Cavs have been amazing, but that's just because LeBron is there. I think you know like yeah, and go ahead yeah a hundred percent and and I'm thinking another real possibility, and this I might might be the most realistic I guess if I had to go with one 
it's, yeah, LeBron, he's probably going to leave, leaning towards it. Kyrie sees it, and he's like, you know what? Like you were saying earlier about the situation, I don't want to be here anymore. And if LeBron does leave next offseason, I'm the one stuck here. And so then LeBron's putting Kyrie in a bad situation because what if he wants to leave then, right? And then he's the one abandoning. He's the last star to abandon this team, right? right. And so he doesn't want to do that. So he's trying to get ahead of it. That also could be it. Um, but it's just... Cr- the NBA, man, it it's crazy. No, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Middle, middle of July, and then there's this, yeah. you know. It seems, we thought free agency was over. If you zoomed out, like if you weren't an NBA fan and you told you told some outsider that this is what happens when it's not the season, they would say, oh, it's totally rigged. Like this is all, they're yeah. all actors, and this is all just a, a, a soap opera. But no, it's insane. Like how, exactly. But to your point, and I, I think my you're making my point that I think, I think the Cavs should trade Kyrie because... Let's just play out the scenario, right? He, they don't mm-hmm. trade him. They say, "Look, you're gonna have to just deal with it." I know it's gonna be tough. To, it's gonna be awkward, first of all, to play with LeBron after these statements have been made. But yeah, you're gonna tough it out. And then I think, like you said, I think it's inevitable unless they win a title. Maybe that's their last yeah. hope. Is they just tell these guys if they make make Kyrie stay and hope that they win a championship? Because otherwise, I think LeBron's gonna leave. Then once he mm-hmm. leaves, I think it's pretty much inevitable that Kyrie would leave the next the following year right he's only got two more years on his contract or no yeah, he's, yeah, yeah. he would leave the following year yeah so mm-hmm. I think their their goal right now should be and they can do this they have Kyrie is has the maybe not he's not good enough per se but he is enough of an asset both you know in terms of like a media like he has the second highest selling shoe um yeah he's worth enough where you can trade him and get back a starting caliber point guard that can still lead you to the, to the finals this year because the East is still very weak. I know the Celtics have gotten better, but yeah, regardless. And also a young player to, not as insurance, but at least give you some hope for inevitably when LeBron leaves, you know? And and yeah, maybe trading for another point guard will entice him to stay just a little bit more. But I think it's a far, foregone conclusion now. Go ahead. Yeah, no, I think, like I said, LeBron, I think it's definitely leaving unless they win a title. Um, But with with Kyrie, it's just, it's, I don't even know at this point. Like, if you're Kyrie, right, and you can leave in two years, just do just blowing it up like this, it, it's it's insane. It, it really is. But with the trade aspect, right, Kyrie's a legitimate superstar. Um but also, I think Paul George was a superstar. He is a household record, recognizable name. You can argue Jimmy Butler, but we've seen this summer with stars being traded. You're not really getting much in return. There's not going to be this huge, this great return. And you can argue, I guess, with Paul George, um, the Lakers. I think the Lakers' offer was better than what they ultimately got. Didn't want to trade him to the Lakers. That's fine. I get that. Um, and but also, George I, if, had one year in his deal as opposed exactly. to... Exactly. Yeah, Kyrie yeah, yeah. And, and with with Kyrie, the biggest mistake a team can make, and, and the Cavs even saw this with LeBron, but, you know, again, hey, going back to Lakers, Lakers made this mistake with Dwight and Powell, is that when you have a star and you see that, okay, there's a chance he might leave to not trade him, to not get something back in return, is, I think, the biggest mistake any franchise can make, right? And... Again, can't trade LeBron, right? So it, I wouldn't want to trade Kyrie 
solely because of LeBron leaving next year, if he does, so at least you still have someone. But it makes sense. I, I definitely get what you're saying with you want a point guard to put next to LeBron to kind of entice him to stay. You get that young asset to for the future, for some potential, I guess, to grow. Um, but I just, what... What do you think that trade would look like? Like, what teams, what players, like actual players, would you would you expect? I mean, I love the 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 Phoenix idea, but they've shot that down. But like, I, I, Bledsoe, uh, Josh Jackson, and Jared Dudley for Kyrie, I would I think both sides would enjoy that. You know, I think as much of an injury history that Bledsoe has, Kyrie also has an injury history. Um, I don't think that the clutch. I was listening to a podcast with Brian Windhorst yesterday, and I don't think that uh-huh. like the whole clutch sports thing is that big of a, you know, deciding factor on what what whether or not it'll, you know, like entice LeBron to stay. I don't think he cares that much. Um but yeah. but it Bledsoe is a very good point guard. They would be worse offensively and better defensively. Um Jared Dudley is another shooter. You can always use a shooter and then Josh Jackson could be your insurance, quote unquote, for if LeBron decides to leave in 2 years, you have at least a glimmer of hope for what someone can become. But the okay, Suns have made made it clear that Josh Jackson is not going to be involved in any trade offers, so that one's off the table. Yeah, exactly. Because if you're if you're Phoenix, right, and, and if you do that trade, yes, you have a great backcourt then in Irving and Booker, but there's no defense. So if I'm a team trading for Kyrie, I, especially in the West, you know, I'm not making a trade to still not make the playoffs. Because if you're Phoenix and you make that trade, right, if you trade Josh Jackson and Eric Bledsoe, that's still not a playoff team. I, I really don't think it is. So that's why, I mean, unless you're in the East and unless you're not really giving up that much after seeing what Paul George, Jimmy Butler got, I would be very hesitant. And that's going to be the problem with the Cavs if they do ultimately try to trade them is what's the right package? Because with two years left, you know, you you have time. You have no, you're no rush to trade them. Um, but if I could get Jackson, if I could get Bledsoe and Dudley from the cast perspective, you do it in a second, but it just, I just don't see anything really kind of close to that deal, uh, being made. I mean, you'd like for, uh, a GM's decision to be based purely on basketball, but if, but like you have to factor in the money aspect of it and, and Kyrie Irving is a star. Like he's, he's a famous guy, you know, like he would, he would fill the seats and, the Phoenix Suns fans have like suffered for a while now. They had that one, you know, forty-eight win year a few years ago. Where they almost made the playoffs, mm-hmm. but other than that, they've been pretty lackluster. And I think that would ex- at least excite the fans a little bit. But yeah, I agree. I don't think you would make the, even the eight seed with that team, um, unless you know. Again, we haven't seen since LeBron. You know, since LeBron's gotten there, we haven't seen Kyrie's number one option. I would love. Just purely from a fan standpoint, I would love to see Kyrie oh, yeah. go out there and try to score thirty a night. You know, I think he could do it. I mean, regardless of what his defense would look like, I think he would he would put on a show every night, which is awesome. Um, mm-hmm. But I agree with you. I think, you know, I think a lot of and and the Cavs are going to be hesitant to trade him to another team in the East. They don't want to you know up the competition, so they're probably going to send him to a Western Conference team. And the West, like, it's pretty stacked this year, as it is every year. So you know, if, if yeah. It's it's you're right. If you go really like break it down, there's not a lot of teams that have the combination of the ability to make the playoffs with him, and also you know, aren't in the Eastern Conference. So um, I, I saw another one that was. Uh, I mean, let's just break down the teams that he wants to go to. So if he went to Miami, yeah. What what kind of trade would that look like? I think Dragic, obviously. Um, yeah. Maybe like uh, Justice Winslow as your young guy, and then throw one of the shooters they have maybe like Wayne Ellington or something. Would that be enough yeah. to get it done? 
I don't know if from, I would do that if I were the Cavs. Yeah, no, if I'm the Cavs, you know what Drogic is. He's, again, when healthy, he's a decent point guard. Um, he's older than I'm him. not... Just, exactly, right? So that's not really help. He's plateaued, basically. He's not... There's no really room for growth for Drogic. Um, Justice Winslow, I'm not the highest on. Me either. Um, yeah, so... And he's then Wayne back Ellington from an injury, is... Too. Yeah, Wayne, you know, it's that's why it's so tough, too, right? To actually get, like, a fair trade. And that's why you rarely ever see a fair trade in any sport. Um, but with Miami, I, like, it, that's just, I don't know. Before, like, as I think, I guess, of which players or anything like that, would you trade Kyrie if you're the Cavs? Because, like I said, I know I said I wouldn't, but would you if you were their GM? Um, yes. Like I said, I think, I think that, that, cause it's inevitable that, uh, I mean, I guess I would have to, if I were on the inside, cause obviously there's information they're not telling us. If they know yeah. that LeBron is leaving, if they think, if they're like even like 89% sure or 80%, 85% sure, I think mm-hmm. that you need to make decisions based on that. So I would take the asset that I have, Kyrie Irving and turn him into some young guy, or maybe even picks, you know? That's what yeah. sucks, and I think I think it was Bill Simmons that said this, like, the team that makes the most sense, like, in terms of assets, would be the Celtics, but they're not going to yes. trade their, their second-best player to the second-best team in the East, you know? Like, they could I, 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 like they could trade Isaiah Thomas and a pick. Well, I don't know if Kyrie is even that much better than Isaiah Thomas, but... Oh, no, no yes, he is. I mean, they're both atrocious well, defensively. Okay, hold, hold, okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> Isaiah Thomas is, you know, I'll give it to him. He's great, but come on, it's not. Close. I said that much better. I think Kyrie Irving is a better player, but I think, you know, like in terms of regular season uh, wins, they'll probably be to end up being about the same because they're functionally the same around the same player. They shoot threes and they dribble and they come off. I guess Isaiah Thomas plays off the ball a little bit more, but they're both just atrocious defensively. Now the difference is Kyrie Irving actually has a body like that yeah, can no, defend okay. if he wanted to. It's not like he's five nine. Yeah. But no. <laughs> all right, so no, I don't. But like I'm saying, like they could, I think, I think the Celtics would be willing to give up. Maybe not like the Brooklyn pick, oh. but like the Lakers slash Sixers pick that they have. Um, yeah, no, I don't doubt the Celtics would do that. If I'm the Celtics, Lakers, I, Kings, I, if I can get Kyrie, I would go for it. I yeah. would, tra- I yeah, I would, I would be willing to trade the Brooklyn pick pick two if if need be. Um, but I, I'm just saying that I don't think Isaiah is that close to Kyrie. But okay, we. Back to this, um, with with Kyrie and, and him being traded, what? Yeah, he does, I guess, and we don't know. But if you are, because there's not, if you're Cleveland and you want to trade him, and you don't want to trade him to Boston, I just don't see any team that really can put a package, right? Because like, if you look at New York and then you look at the Knicks and what they have. They don't really have much to trade. They have no one that can really entice Cleveland. Maybe their point guard that they got this year, but no, nothing really around that. So I'm just, I don't know what Cleveland would do. Yeah, it's tough. I, I think one of the other teams we need to throw out is the Timberwolves. Um, because if, if, if it depends on how high you're on Andrew Wiggins, but, and, uh-huh. and how much stock you put into. Because a lot of this... We're doing point guards, you know, point guard for point guard here. But functionally, LeBron James is the point guard of the Cleveland Cavaliers. So yeah, yeah. If you could, like, let's say, if it was just Kyrie for 
uh, Andrew Wiggins and then Gorgie Jang to make the math work. I think he could actually help them too because he's a rim protector. They only have one, but besides Thompson. Mm-hmm. Um, so Kyrie Irving for Andrew Wiggins and Tristan Thompson. And then you basically just play, like, I guess Wiggins, although Wiggins is an overrated defender, but you, he could guard maybe the, the point guard or JR could guard the point guard and then they would just be really switchy. Um, would that be, would that work? And LeBron plays point guard essentially? You know what? <laughs> If, yeah, if I'm Cleveland, I do that would make the most sense. But then, but, you know, what do you do with? I guess the Timberwolves would say, well, what do we do with Jeff Teague? They could trade him in exactly. December, but but yeah. And then with Irving and Butler, I just well, they're best friends. That's that's another thing. I think that's why they were on his list is because him and Jimmy Butler are yeah. really good friends. Yeah, that's true. But you know, friendship in the NBA at least means so much. Yeah. <laughs> um, but. W- yeah, if I'm Cleveland, I would do that. I like the idea of Gorgie Jang on the Cavs and w- with the rim protection that he'll give them. Um, I think Andrew Wiggins, I, you know, is a good piece, right? He's good now, and he still has the potential to grow and a very good player. Right. And they can um, extend him, which is another way to, you know, ensure yourself if LeBron leaves. You could have at least one young guy. Yeah, no, exactly. If But I just don't see it from, from Minnesota's point of view. Why? Because they like, already have Teague? Well, yeah, uh, yeah, basically. Well, yeah, basically that. And then if with Wiggins being traded, who moves to the three, right? Because well, they don't really... Yeah, that's true. They would have to... I mean, Butler can play the three. They'd have to get another shooter, basically. they have to get, like, maybe... Or another shooting guard. Um, yeah, that's a good question. But they can find guys... You know, that's that's an easier position to fill. Or that could be... Maybe just it it's not a good fit for the first few months, and then you turn Teague into something at the once he's eligible to be de- to be traded in December. Um, but yeah, I don't know, man. Like that's the thing. It's like you 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 see Kyrie in a vacuum, and you're like, this guy could should be able, especially on the contract he's on for two more years. Like uh-huh. you should be able to get a ton for him. But you get on the line, and like it, it's kind of tough. I'm looking at like potential stuff on for the win right now. Like, all right, how about this one? Let me just tell me if you would do this or not. So. Phoenix mm-hmm. Phoenix gets Channing Frye, Jamal Murray, and Kay Felder. The Cavs okay. get Eric Bledsoe, Kenneth Fareed, and Darrell Arthur. And then the okay. Nuggets get Kyrie Irving and Eddie. Some expiring contract on the Cavs. I can't really even read his name. Eddie something. Um, okay. Would you do that? It, well, if I'm the Nuggets, yes. Yeah, me too. Just throwing that out there, you get Kyrie, you yeah. go for it. Yeah. Um, he's a better really Jamal. Up. He's a he's a like Jamal Murray's potential is Kyrie Irving, basically. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, if I'm just thinking from Phoenix's point of view, right? If you're trading away a guy like Bledsoe, and you're not really, yeah, Jamal Murray's all right. I like, like he, Murray. I'm he has some Murray. potential. Yeah, I like I like Murray, but you got Booker. You got kind of someone like him. Um, he could play. I think bit. he could play point guard. I think he could be their point guard next to Booker. But that's the yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah. You bring back Channing Fry. You know, you have a nice reunion. Yeah. You have a nice little video and on the screen he's for expiring, the first home so, game. So you could clear yeah. that space. But I'm just thinking from Cleveland's point of view. You get Bledsoe. Um, you put him with LeBron. I like. I like it from that aspect. Um, never really big on Kenneth Fareed, but I think like if he's the one coming off the bench and that changes things up. That. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, I would do it. I think I would. I think I'd pull the trade. If I'm Phoenix, I might want a little, like a pick. You know, maybe a couple of picks. But 
Other than that, I, I don't really see a problem with that trade. Yeah, these are screenshots of just NBA trade machines. They don't. I can't see like if there's picks included, but um, yeah. Let's go. How about some? <laughs> Bill Simmons has some actually very very interesting ones. So. Um, oh, Bill Simmons just throws things out. Yeah. There. So. That's what's so great about the him. one that I really liked, which also involves Phoenix. Hang on, let me pull it up on Instagram. So it was, uh, the Suns are getting um, Kyrie Irving. Or no, excuse me. Mm-hmm. The Suns get here. One second, let me. Bill Simmons. He's at a convention right now for, uh, like sports memorabilia. Um, oh, wow. <laughs> hang on. Okay, so the Knicks, the Knicks will get Kyrie Irving and Iman Shumpert just as salary filler. They can, you know, it's expiring. Or yeah. no, it's not expiring, but but they need it to make the math work. Um, the Suns get Frank Nilatina, Nick Nick Nilatina, and. Mm-hmm. Channing Frye's expiring contract, and then the Cavs get Carmelo Anthony, Eric Bledsoe, and the Knicks' first-round pick. Ooh. And I wouldn't even... I think the, the Knicks' pick is a bit, bit much, but like I don't think the Cavs need that, really. But Yeah. Damn. Um, <laughs> damn. <laughs> so the wow, Cavs Bill end up with Bledsoe and Melo. That's a really good... Like, yeah, you know, that... Like, if... Yeah, if I'm the Cavs and you can pull that off for Kyrie, I mean, I think you have to. I, right, if the, like if you see that and that offer comes to your table, there's not really anything else that can beat that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You I don't get know if, one of. Yeah. I don't yeah, know if no, I would do that of, if, I were the, if I were the the Knicks because you're giving up. Yeah. I mean, I guess you're getting a better point guard, but then you're taking on a lot of salary, and you're dumping Melo. Well, you're losing Melo essentially, but but. Well, Melo wanted. Okay, well, he's let's gone take this from the Knicks' yeah. point of view. Yeah, yeah no, Melo's gone, and Melo wants out, right? So if you can get rid of Melo and then get a superstar point guard in Kyrie, like that's not even like you do that in a in a second. Yeah, you don't even think about that. So you do you do that, and then yeah, you trade your first round pick from this year, but you would hope he can or Frank. I don't know how to pronounce his last name, <laughs> the but French guy, you yeah. guys know who I'm talking about. Yeah. Right, you hope he becomes someone like Kyrie, right? But that's gonna take a few years. So now you're getting Kyrie, and you're getting him for two years, and then maybe he resigns, right? Pairing him up with Porzingis, it's a nice number two for him. That can be something. And then um, from Phoenix's point of view, they got who did they get? They get um, Nilatina and Channing Frye's expiring contract. So they're basically just okay, so going to a younger a point guard that matches up in age with Devin Booker, essentially. Yeah, and so I would like that too because again we know we've seen Bledsoe on the Suns, we've seen what he does, we know the player he is, we know he gets injured every year. So yeah, go with the young guy. No, I, w- I would like that trade. Um, the only problem is we'll think of we can think of every single option, and then Victor Oladipo and Demontis Sabonis gets traded for Paul George. So you know, <laughs> we'll see what happens with that. But yeah, that I mean, I want to treat that as the exception and not the norm because like that just I mean, I I can't imagine that there wasn't a better offer for him, and mm-hmm. I don't you know Zach Lowe pointed this out like I don't get what the point of um. Like, why GMs don't want to trade their stars to teams in the same conference. Like, if you trade Paul George, you're going to suck anyway. Like, it's not like you're you're hoping to, oh, no, I don't want to compete against this guy in the same conference as me. Like, and it's still, you're going to yeah. play him either way. I don't know. Exactly. That It makes no sense why you don't trade him. Exactly, to anyone in your conference. 
Um, Even just I Kevin Love for, for Paul Judge. I'd rather have Kevin Love for two more year, or three more years than, than Oladipo. Because Oladipo's not even an asset. He's a bad contract for what he's... I, I, I com- so basically, how, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, how OKC somehow saves money with this deal is it, crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I was never high on Oladipo. He's a good player, but, you know, especially with his contract now, you know, you never... You, right. That's just not, not a good trade. So, but yeah, what I'm saying is like, I hope that that's not the same market for Kyrie. I feel like he's younger than Paul George. He hasn't made a statement saying I'm gonna I'm gonna go to the Lakers next year anyway. He's under contract for two more years. Um, but you're right. Maybe like it's just the market might be tepid. You no, know, I do. the The thing is, I do think it's the norm. Maybe not to the extent of 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 the Paul George trade, but you're especially in this league with how valuable a star is, and you get him. There's not really going to be a trade that's going to, I guess, value out where it's like, oh, wow, that's a good trade for both sides. Or that's like even trade, even the Bill Simmons trade was like, wow, okay, like that makes sense, right? All these NBA trades don't really make any sense. Any of these moves haven't really made any sense. The Jimmy Butler trade baffled me. Like I I didn't get that at all. That Exactly. So like after seeing Butler get traded for a guy who just tore his ACL and someone who had a very disappointing rookie season, and then you see this trade with Paul George, I just don't think how the NBA is set up right now and just with how trades are being done that you'll get a fair, I guess, market value for Kyrie. Yeah. And and that's why ultimately, again, I don't think the Cavs trade him. I don't think you can trade him if that's what you're going to get back. Yeah. If you're going to get something like so, like with no value, basically. Yeah, I think what you said about stars, like the, 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 the reason it's so tough is other teams want to hold on to their stars. So they're not just going to trade mm-hmm. you a star for a star. It's going to be you know, uh, uh, four quarters to a dollar, essentially. Like, you're going to get smaller, more pieces, but none of them mm-hmm. are as good as Kyrie, but you're hoping collectively they'll fit they can kind of with LeBron. Add which, up, yeah. Like, honestly, Kyrie, if you just, if you, before they played together, I would have said, okay, they fit kind of well on offense together. I mean, they both need the ball. LeBron and Kyrie, I'm saying. Um, but then on yeah. defense, you know, he's not a great defensive point guard. And, and, and you know, like, are they going to be able to, to mesh can LeBron play off the ball sometimes? Whereas, you know, I could think of a few point guards in the league that ideally would fit better with LeBron. Now, how many of them are under, under contract? I would have mm-hmm. loved, before John Wall signed his extension, they wouldn't really have fit uh. well together on offense, but defensively, they'd be amazing. And, the, and you know, like, you yeah. can just ch- take turns. Like, I don't know. I just, I I, I think, I, I if I were the Cavs GM, I would be looking to trade just because I don't want to, I don't want to, my my mindset should be I don't want in two years to be left with absolutely nothing. I don't want both of them to eventually leave. And if I know that one of them is leaving, I should get some assets for the other one. Is that is that like logically yeah, no, that makes I, sense? Yeah, no, definitely. Like, like I said earlier, the biggest mistake a franchise can do is letting a star leave for nothing, right? And what's so interesting about this whole situation is like how you said LeBron isn't going to be traded, right? That's not going to happen. He has his no trade cost, but LeBron still has all the power. And, and, and it's crazy to see that. And so next offseason, we'll see what LeBron does. But again, I just keep going in circles in my head. Yeah, you know, you want something for Kyrie. You don't want to lose both of them. But it just, I don't. If LeBron leaves and Kyrie becomes the star of the team, unless, again, there's something else in the back that we don't know about. We know Dan Gilbert is a pretty 
bad owner. He doesn't know what he's really doing. Uh, losing David Griffin right before all this happened, the entire offseason, right? Because I would argue if they had David Griffin, this really everything that the Cavs done is different. Maybe they ended up with Paul George. Maybe they ended up with Jimmy Butler. Who knows? But just the dysfunction, I guess, in, in the Cavs organization might be also what's leading Kyrie to leave. But if LeBron ends up leaving first... I think if Kyrie becomes a star of his team, maybe he does stay. And I think if you're Cleveland, you got to kind of hope that happens at this point. Yeah, and I think I think Kyrie has good intentions and he doesn't want to totally screw over the organization because yeah. if it's true that LeBron's camp leaked, I don't know how much you put stock in what Stephen A. Smith says, but if mm-hmm. it's true that what yeah. <laughs> that LeBron's camp is the one that leaked the 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 rumor that Kyrie wanted to be traded, um, then maybe you know he he didn't want to let the Cavs lose leverage because if it was under wraps that he wanted to be traded, and it was just the Cavs mm-hmm. shopping Kyrie, I think they probably could have gotten more like better offers back because they didn't know that he wanted to leave, you know, or that he was unhappy yeah. and he was going to leave anyway. So why should we give you more if he's going to leave anyway? Um, oh, I had a point. Now. Um, <laughs> damn, yeah, but- damn it. Go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, no, so I'll ask you this. Why now? Like, why does this all come out now? And again, oh, yeah, that's hold, what I was going to... Yeah, you can so, hold up as much stock as you want yeah. in Stephen A, but... So what What you said about uh, if, if David Griffin was still there. If, if David Griffin knew that Kyrie wanted to be traded, and that's why I think that maybe this is a new thing, because if he did, mm-hmm. and if when he was still the GM, well, I think what threw Kyrie over the edge was that Griffin got fired or di- didn't get rehired. I think that's yeah. what threw him over the edge. I think there was rumblings, and I think he was, you know, t- t- uh, mulling it over. But I think that's what ev- eventually threw him over the edge. If if David Griffin had known this before he was fired, and wasn't fired, the Cavs could have ended up with John Wall. Could they could have basically essentially traded John Kyrie Irving and Kevin Love and gotten back John Wall and Paul George. Like yeah. that's that's insane. To me. Exactly. And now they're they're just in such a worse position. Can you imagine that team would have they would have gone from having your two other stars <laughs> next to LeBron be the two of the worst defenders of their position to two of the best defenders <laughs> of their position. That would have been insane. I think they would have been like on par with the Warriors. But I don't know now. You yes, know, like it's just which, it sucks. And I think that's a testament to the Cavs front office, honestly. Or exactly, to, it's exactly to. Their owner, not the front office as a whole. But, yeah, it's yeah. exactly on Dan Gilbert. Yeah. And and to think, right? Dan Gilbert is given a golden opportunity. He gets LeBron back. He has the top five point guard in Kyrie. And he's about to blow it again. It's just crazy. Mm-hmm. It's crazy that he's, he's going to do this again. And he's going to drive his now two stars, right? Who gave him the title. Who did all these great things for the city, for that organization, and he's going to push them out again. And if that just is is mind-boggling. How, you know, we've talked on this podcast how the Kings are incompetent. Well, Dan Gilbert, you're also in that boat. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I would agree with you. I think, and also if he had made a decision on who he wanted to, I mean, obviously there was the whole Chauncey Billups scenario. And I yeah, think- no, actually have a GM during the draft and free agency yeah. and when all these trades are going down, you know, I think that's a smart idea yeah. to actually yeah. have a GM. But I think maybe maybe that wasn't his choice, maybe because Chauncey was mulling it over and all this, but I think one of the reasons Chauncey said no was because he saw the, the, the situation they're in. I mean, not even, like, in terms of yeah. tanking. Like, tanking is, is tough, but you can, if you have the assets, it can be doable. But... 
the Cavs don't have any picks either. So even if they were to suddenly bottom out and said like, all right, let's trade Kyrie for 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 Kyrie's gonna LeBron's gonna leave, we're gonna be bad. Let's just maybe tank and hope we can get good picks. They don't have any picks. They traded a pick for Kyle Korver. They traded a pick for Channing Frye, which that's on David Griffin. I I like David Griffin as a GM, but that that's on yeah. him. You know, that's maybe he wasn't you know uh, uh, as good of a GM as we make him out to be, but. Mm-hmm. Overall, they're just in a very bad spot, and it's weird to say that, right? Because you said they have two of these these two guys that are like unbelievable. They're they're two of the best players of their position individually. LeBron's maybe the second best player of all time, and Kyrie is like you said, top five point guard probably, and he's amazing in the postseason. And yet they're still it, like they're looking down the barrel of a gun essentially, and it it just sucks. And I think you're right. Like maybe maybe this is. It's it's hard to say like you know the who who what came first the chicken or the egg is LeBron leaving because of this dysfunction or yeah is this is this dysfunction just an excuse to say to let him leave without it being his fault and he was going to leave either way mm-hmm. but regardless he's going to leave I think exactly yeah I again I think the writing's on the wall I think that's why Chauncey didn't uh, take the job and he, he even said that he saw this coming with Kyrie um, so. I think that was what, what around the time that Paul George and Jimmy Butler traded. So that makes sense too that they were shopping Kyrie. It's just, I just if you're a Cavs fan, right? Like what what are you hoping for? Like what what's the best case scenario? I guess for the Cavs with this whole situation with Kyrie with LeBron, like what can you be hoping for? I mean, uh, it, assuming LeBron is leaving, or because like the ultimate hope is that they like, that they work it out and then LeBron stays, but that just seems so unlikely now. Maybe exactly, they work right? it out. Because, maybe Kyrie. Maybe they don't trade him and they're forced to sell the differences. But even even then, I think LeBron's leaving. Yeah, exactly. So if if LeBron's leaving and you're a Cavs fan and you're hearing all these things now that Kyrie wants out, like it's just it's a tough position because you want to still be able to compete, right? And if LeBron leaves, you don't want to fall in this rebuild again. And we've seen what happens when the Cavs are in a rebuilding position. Unless they're saved by LeBron, they're going to not make the playoffs and they'll probably finish with a lottery pick every single year. So if you're a Cavs fan, like like I said, I would want to keep Kyrie. I wouldn't want to trade him. But again, it's, well, if you don't. Right and LeBron yeah. still leaves, and if Kyrie leaves when he's a free agent, and now you're stuck again, and so I, it's just it's such a tough situation, and I just don't, I just don't know. Like it's 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 crazy. It's so crazy. Yeah, yeah. It's I mean, we we've got a few. They, the the good thing, the one good position they're in is that they have a few months to figure something out before training camp. Because if if he comes to training camp. And sells them in trade. That's gonna be really awkward, and I don't know like how if LeBron and Kyrie have even like seen each other since all this has been going on, and I don't know how. I again like I'm really not like lately. I've just been not trusting any of the notifications I'm getting about like LeBron would mm-hmm. whoop Kyrie's ass if he saw him. And, like, yeah, just, yeah, that's, all that's, that that's stuff. Just very. I don't think that's not LeBron's professionalism at all. But no. Um. But yeah, it's gonna be interesting, dude. I guess we're gonna have to wait and see. Okay. I want to. We're gonna get out of here, but I want to throw out one more trade for you. Another Bill Simmons one. So. Okay. Um, the Hornets get Kyrie Irving, Iman Shumpert, and Channing Frye's expiring, and the Cavs mm-hmm. get Nick Batum and Kemba Walker, and a pick, first round pick. Yeah. Um. I I saw I saw that yesterday going through like Twitter and all that. Yeah. But um, I'm I I would 
It would be close. It would be really close. Um, I like Kemba, still not close to where Kyrie is. I like. I've always been high on Nicholas Batum. Um, I just if I, I again, if I'm the Hornets, yeah, I definitely do it. But if I'm the Cavs, I would want a little more because Kemba has you know Kemba has his disadvantages. You know he's he can only do so much in Batum. I guess would be the three, or I just don't know how that would work out. Like, is Batum coming off the bench then? And yeah, you get a first round pick, but the the Hornets with Kyrie's probably a playoff team, so that pick's not really worth too much. Uh, I would want more, I guess, young assets. If I am trading Kyrie, yeah, it's great to get a guy like Kemba's Walker caliber and Nicholas Batum's caliber. But they're veterans. They've been around the league. I would want more potential, more youth, if you're going to really rebuild this thing. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think I really like Batum's fit. I think he would fit well next to LeBron. Like, you'd have to figure out if he's a six-man or maybe – or no, you would start him – JR would come off the bench, and then eventually you could – you would would end the games with Batum at the three and LeBron at the four. Um, Yeah. Yeah, Kemba – I mean, like I said, we're – Working with, we're, we're, you know, making these scenarios with Kyrie, like, you're not going to get much worse defensively than he is, so as bad as Kemba is, and he's not that bad, like, again, mm-hmm. he's got a smaller body than Kyrie, but, yeah, um, so I like that, and I, I get it for the Hornets, too, because I, I didn't realize that Batum signed a five-year contract last year, that's crazy, he's making $22 million a year, so that, yeah, that could, <laughs> get, that could get ugly by the end, so that, that, that makes sense for them, um, yeah, yeah, I, I would do that, I mean, yeah, there's, you're right, there's a whole thing about, uh, in conference trading that doesn't make sense but yeah I would do that alright dude um, I guess yeah. we just have to wait and see until you know exactly. where goes. I watched the press conference today and they, they said a lot of nothing Kobe Altman seems mm-hmm. like he's of at least kind of competent um, but yeah they're not they're, yeah. they're gonna downplay it obviously they're not gonna say what's really going on but yeah I mm-hmm. guess we have to wait and see exactly okay alright dude Sounds good talking to you. Oh, yeah. see you soon yep. bye